Welcome to the Common Sense Connections app audio education series. We encourage you to listen carefully to the success and leadership principles discussed in this audio. They have enabled countless independent business owners just like you to build a successful business and have a full and balanced life. And I'm excited. I don't know about you. Yeah. You know, it's so good to be here. Uh, I'm a little bit blown away because of everything that we've heard, everything we've been offered, and it's like a dream come true. And I intend to take advantage of that, and I hope all of you do, uh, because we are at the right place at the right time with the right vehicle to make a difference. We really are. You know, I've been in the industry for a while. I started in 1977, just a couple months after Tyler Libby started. And Tyler and I are the same age. He looks better than I do. But anyway. But I remember when I started, I was broke. I was working 48 hours a week. I was a police officer, and I was bringing home $54 a week. And I was married, and I had a couple kids. And so a guy showed up that I didn't like. He showed me a business that I had seen three years before, talked the guy that invited me to quit, told him it was illegal. And the guy showing the plan was a guy named Tim Bryan. Well, three years later, I get involved. I had to take on a couple silent partners, Central Maine Power Company and my rent. I think the cost was $45. Well, my sponsor said, why don't you come to an open meeting with me? I was a sergeant at the time on the police department, and so I was fairly confident in myself. Basically, my head was big. And uh, I walked into this open meeting in Portland, Maine, and the presenter was standing up front and we were the first two people there. And that was Tim Bryan. He looked up. He saw me walk in. He got a very different look on his face. And he walked directly to me. And he said, what are you doing here? I said, I'm in your group. <laughs> I don't think he was excited. Well, anyway, nine months later, I was making three times what I was making as a police officer on a monthly basis, and things kept moving along, and I had a dream. And that was to be free. Law enforcement was interesting, but things were different back then. We got any former law enforcement officers or present law enforcement officers here? Look at that. Give them a hand, guys. You know, the same for all our veterans, because they have served. You know, I look at myself, I grew up in the Vietnam era, so I went down and I said, I want to go to Vietnam, I want to serve. And they did the physical and everything, came back and said, uh, you're 4F, we'll take women and children before you. 
Well, this is hard on the ego. I was the captain of the football team, uh, you know, and the only reason I went to high school was for football and girls. And I could have cared less. But, and then I got injured, and so now it was just girls or I didn't need to be there at all. Well, I think back because... My father was a lieutenant in the United States Navy during the Second World War. He was a 90-day wonder. They found out he had a little education. The war broke out. He signed up, and they sent him away. And 90 days later, he was a lieutenant. Well, my father was my hero. He was an entrepreneur. He was a businessman. He was involved in sales. And I found out that his mother had sent him to school when he was four because she couldn't stand having him around the house, so she sent him with his older brother. He graduated from college when he was 20. He was on the track team of the University of Maine in 1938. He was 20 years old, graduating, but in that year he won the pen relays in the half mile, and he was a fraction of a second off the world record. Well, he went to Guadalcanal. Anybody ever heard of that place? He went ashore with the Marines. He was a CB, and so they were building the runway. They were building, and he'd never talk about what went on. But he was charismatic, and he was a go-getter, and I learned a lot of things from him. My mother passed away when I was 13. And that was devastating. And then my father remarried his high school sweetheart, and she was a widow, and so there were some kids that came along. They were all older. But she was a wonderful, wonderful lady. Well, when I couldn't go to Vietnam, I wanted to do something to serve, so I became a police officer. And then I became involved in the Big A. And eventually, those first three people that I started all became successful, and I was able to retire. Now, at the time, I was the elected county sheriff. And boy, that was the worst five years of my life. That was politics. I'm like, I upset everybody. <laughs> but I remember the day driving away, my retirement because my office was in the courthouse, and a limo showed up, and they had roses and a plaque and a film crew and people. And I looked as I was standing up through the top of the limo driving away, and every window in that courthouse had somebody's nose right up against the glass. And that was awesome to be free. Now, I don't know why you're here or why you're doing what you're doing, but for me, freedom is the most important thing to be able to do what you want to do when you want to do it with the people you want to do it with. And there are so many of you here that I've been able to do some of those things with. But as things happen and time would go on, uh, well, things changed. And one thing led to another, 
and the big A changed, and that led me to leaving the business. And at that point, I was pretty much convinced that I didn't ever want to do anything in this industry ever again. Well, I was at church, and a couple contacted me and said, hey, we know you were successful, and we've got something new, and we would like to share this with you. And I'm going, oh, boy, what are they going to show me, you know? But I wanted to be polite. So I said, okay, after church next week, we'll sit down. And we did. And they started showing me these products and some other stuff. And I'm like, just show me your compensation plan. So they did, and I'm like, ugh, doesn't look so good. And I really was very politely going to say, well, thank you very much, but it's not for me. And a question was asked. And this is really why I'm here today. The question was, do you know Tyler Libby? I said, yeah, I know Tyler Libby. What about it? Well, he's our upline. He says, oh, I didn't know Tyler had left the big A. I says, have him call me. And the next day, I got a phone call. And later that week, we met. Now, I was never in Tyler's group, but we had a group in Maine that were three guys that were all personally sponsored by a guy named Dexter Yeager. Tim Bryan was my upline, Don Wilson was Tyler's, and Ted Fish took care of all of us because Ted was a pastor. But I knew Tyler Libby. I had seen Tyler Libby and how... He worked, and he was the only man that I can say that had the most integrity of anybody. And if Tyler Libby was involved, I wanted to be involved, and that's just what brought me back to the industry. I think of him today as my mentor, as my friend, a business associate, obviously, but I am totally sold out and loyal to Tyler Libby. And I think we're all blessed to have him in our lives. So about this time, I'm getting older, and uh, we started doing some things, and one thing fell apart, and then something else, and then something else. And I found out that I was adopted and never told. So being a former law enforcement officer and being a detective, I started searching. Well, I finally found my birth mother. And she was alive, and she lived up on Mount Desert Island in the state of Maine. And I wrote her a letter. Well, she didn't get back to me. I needed some medical background. So I said, that's not acceptable. So I wrote a second letter, and I was a little more demanding. I put some of my law enforcement background into it. And she wrote me back right away, and she wasn't very positive. But she left an opportunity for a phone call. 
Well, we eventually met. Now, my mother that I thought was my mother was Eleanor. I named my daughter Eleanor. My birth mother was Eleanor. And if I ever get a boat, it's going to be Eleanor. <laughs> my mother was born April 7th, 1930. Her oldest grandchild, who is my son, was born April 7th, 1970. And I'm going, this is weird. And then we'd sit and talk, and she was saying things and gesturing and doing things, and it's just what I do. And I'm like, whoa. Well, I had her for eight years. It was life-changing. She was a hard woman. They used to call her the general. But it made some changes in me. Now, why at my age am I out here doing this again? Well, why are you here? Do you have a dream? Do you have a mission? Do you want to make a difference? I do. I want to build a legacy. I want to help people. I love people. Now, I can't say that was always the case. There were some that didn't love me a whole lot. But, you know, you get through those things. But today, we have something that is so special that so many of us prayed for. And it's here because of two couples that have put themselves out there and have made a difference and have built something that we can take and that can't be taken away. And every one of us have an opportunity to make this happen. You know why I know that? Because I've been able to do it. And if I can do it, you can do it. And you can do it far better than I have. And so I just want to encourage you to never let anyone steal your dream. Believe it, go for it, and achieve it. Life is too short. I found out my birth father, who never acknowledged me, and I never met, he had passed. He was in the 82nd Airborne and dropped in as a paratrooper behind enemy lines on D-Day. I look back at those men and what they sacrificed and what they gave. And I said, does our country still have that desire to keep our freedom for our children, for our grandchildren, for generations to come? I pray that we do. But we have something here that if we just take this and move forward, we can make a difference and we can teach people how to think. There are consequences. I hope we do the right job. I love all of you. Let's go. This audio series was created to help you with personal development, professional development, and gaining the skills to build a sustainable business. While certainly no one can guarantee success, 
It is our hope that the principles and ideas discussed here will enable you to experience the thrill of accomplishment and offer your life greater significance and enjoyment. This is a copyrighted program. The purchase of the program is optional and any unauthorized reproduction or broadcast of this digital media without express written consent is strictly prohibited. All rights are reserved.